Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Bernadette Anderko, and I'm one of the investment writers at Julius Baer in Zurich. Firstly, I'd like to draw your attention to our latest Beyond Markets podcast episode, which was published this morning, in which Diego Vergler, Head of Investment Advisory, talks to my colleague Helen Freer from Investment Writing about opportunities in the current market environment and how a disciplined long-term strategy is key. There's also a German version with Sandro Fischling, our Head of IA Premium in Zurich, and Martina Kaut. You can find this podcast on our Market Analysen und Gespräche channel, These podcasts are also available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as in the Julius Baer website and the Julius Baer Insights app. Now I'm going to provide an overview of the recent markets activity. Yesterday in the US, the S&P 500 index closed down 0.4%, with five of 11 sectors positive, those being energy, financials, utilities, materials and healthcare. The Dow Jones also closed down 0.2% to 32,653 and the Nasdaq 100 was down 1%. The stock sell-off was triggered by a surprise rebound in job openings. Separate US manufacturing figures showed new orders contracted in October for the fourth time in fifth months. Separate US manufacturing figures showed new orders contracted in October for the fourth time in five months. There was a cautious open to the markets in Asia as Chinese stocks continue to climb from lows at the beginning of the week. The Hang Seng Index was heading for its best two-day run since March, gaining 2.41% in early trade, before trading was suspended following the issuance of a tropical cyclone warning. The Shanghai Composite in mainland China also reversed losses to gain 1.66% and the Shenzhen component added 1.86%, as investors tried to weigh speculation that China may scrap its COVID-0 policy. Having said that, China's now ordered a seven-day lockdown of the area around Foxconn Technology Group's main plant in Chengsu, a move that will severely curtail shipments in and out of the world's largest iPhone factory. In Japan, the Nikkei 225 and the topics were flat, as well as the Kospi. South Korea's inflation inched higher to 5.7% in October, marginally higher than that forecast by analysts. In the bond markets, US two-year Treasury yields dropped three basis points to 4.51%, while 10-year yields are steady at 4.04%. In Tuesday's US trading session, two-year yields rose six basis points, while 10-year yields fell a basis point, reflecting market expectation that the Fed will raise interest rates by 75 basis points for the fourth time in a row today, bringing the upper limit of its target range to 4%. In currencies, the dollar fell ahead of the FOMC meeting and the yen strengthened in a sign that traders anticipate a muted impact of Fed tightening on the Japanese currency. Oil extended its gains after an industry report pointed to another big decline in US crude inventories, adding to signs of market tightness. Spot gold rose 0.2% to $1,650.84 an ounce, and Bitcoin rose 0.3% to $20,539.31. In the news, Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro vowed to respect the constitution and authorise the government to start the political transition after his loss to Mr de Silva. Denmark's Social Democrat Prime Minister Mette Frederiksen now seems to be set to win a majority in an election that seemingly gave victory to a right-wing bloc only days ago. She seems likely now to be on track to secure another four-year term, but she has not ruled out forming a grand coalition of parties to rule. Credit Suisse has been delivered a ratings cut by Standard & Poor's and Elon Musk has confirmed 
that the premium version of Twitter called Blue will cost $8 a month and will include a verified check mark for paying users' accounts. In typical Musk style, he tweeted, to all complainers, please continue complaining, but it'll cost you $8. Musk said that Twitter would use the revenue stream to reward content creators. Finally today, we've got Germany unemployment, change and trade balance, the EIA crude oil inventory report, and of course, the all-important Federal Reserve rate decision. European markets look to be heading for a broadly positive open today, with futures boards a sea of green. And that's it for the markets wrap. Now, as the markets await the Fed outcome, we're pleased to be joined by Dario Messi from Fixed Income Research for a preview. Yes, good morning. Thanks, Bernadette. Uh, good morning to all of you. Yeah, we have uh, quite a lot of news and information to digest this week. We have some global PMI data. We have the U.S. employment report on Friday. We have the Bank of England tomorrow. Almost 400 large companies reporting around the globe. So really a lot to digest. But certainly, as you mentioned, today belongs to the Fed. Uh, 75 basis points is more or less a, a done deal. Um, inflation remains on a level that is just not acceptable for Powell and the rest of the committee. But much more of interest and, and importance will be the guidance of how the central bank wants to proceed. And last week, we got some dovish read across from the ECB. So the accelerating slowdown here in Europe is getting more attention from the governing council by now. And this was clearly also expressed in the press conference. Inflation data showed that the job is still not fully done, also not in Europe, but the lagged effect of monetary tightening and also a meaningful slowdown in demand is definitely acknowledged by now. As such, the question is if we get already similar signals from Powell today. We expect as the market and as consensus 75 basis points today, and then the final 50 basis points in the December. We think the tightening in financial conditions that we have already now is quite meaningful at this point. And with a lagged effect, it should continue to weigh on real activity. And foremost, the housing sector should see some weakness. And with that, we should also see some easing in shelter prices. However, as we all know, this takes time, as this component of the CPI is not really the, the fastest moving one. So we, we should not expect any miracles here. Anyway, looking at the fixed income markets, October finally brought some green to the screen. And this is not least linked to the fact that the, the market is getting exactly familiar with this idea that after all, the end of the rate hiking cycle is getting closer. Uh, having said this, there is still some potential for disappointment as we don't believe that Powell really wants to see risk assets rallying too much as long as we'll, we'll get such high inflation prints as we get them now. Our strategy from a fixed income perspective remains unchanged as so far it also turns out to work pretty well in the current environment. Some credit risk still warranted but not in the riskiest part of the spectrum and when it comes to duration we think there it's still not the time to extensively increase duration exposure as long as we don't see some kind of longer yield settling and finding a new equilibrium. That's already all from me today. Back to you, Bernadette. Thank you so much, Dario. This concludes today's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. We hope you'll join us for the next installment. Good luck today and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. 
please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. What will the cities of the future look like? What kind of vehicles will fill our streets? Think Tank is a monthly podcast where Julius Bear experts look further ahead into the future. We aim to capture the world's biggest longer-term themes and put them into context for investors. Search for Think Tank on your favourite podcast player.